You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Bean. It's third Wednesday. Usually Thursday we have guests. No, it's you Wednesday. Know what's on, you know what's on Thursday. November 21st. Yeah. And we got a special guest in the house. You may have we heard did. of him. Toted the rock here a little bit at Ohio State. He was a dog. His name is Beanie Wells, and he's on with us right now. Beanie, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Not a, not a not a thing, man. Not a thing. Beam and I just sitting in here in the dark, ready to get into this Michigan Ohio State game with you. Um, but before we do that, you know the big day is tomorrow on Thanksgiving. What will the first plate look like for Beanie Wills when he sits down to eat tomorrow? Oh man, first plate. Not talking seconds or thirds, Bean. First plate. First plate. All right, I'm laying it down. Obviously, you got to get the mac and cheese. Um, you got to do some greens on that plate. Mm-hmm. Some green beans. A little bit of deep fried turkey mm. on that thing. Uh, deviled eggs. Um, oh man, stuffing. Got to get the stuffing on there. Um, and some ham. Okay, now let me ask you this, Beanie, because I, I am a Mr. Red Hot on everything. Do you put hot sauce on your mac and cheese and stuffing? Because I love know, it. I do, I do not hate hot sauce. Okay. Craziest yeah. thing in the world. I hate hot sauce. Oh, do you hate hot sauce? <laughs> I hate hot sauce. So you don't man. even put Crazy. hot sauce on your chicken wings? No. Oh, what? my goodness. You're a man who loves mayo but hates hot sauce. How does <laughs> <Exactly>. that work? <laughs> Makes no sense in the world. Oh, man. All right, well, let's get into it this week. You know what's going down on Saturday. You were a part of these games, man. Just real quick before we dive into this year's team, just maybe talk about maybe your favorite memory or what this game uh, has meant to you throughout the years. I mean, it's been incredible. Um, you know, obviously, you know, being a kid that grew up in Ohio, understanding the rivalry, uh, knowing some of the dark years that we had in the mid-'90s, um, and, and then get the opportunity to go to Ohio State, knowing that I would have a chance to play in the greatest rivalry in my mind of all the sports, not just college football. Um, but I, I, probably my fondest memory of it, man, would be 2006. I'm playing in the game, the one versus two game here at Ohio Stadium. Um, I'm walking out of the tunnel, and um, my dad's right there on the side of me. Um, and, you know, when you walk down the tunnel, obviously you got the part where the family walked down at and the part where the team walked down at. And I'm going down there. Uh, for pregame warm-up, man, and I get to the sideline, and I see Derek Jeter, and I see Madonna, and, <laughs> dude, wow. I'm, I'm mind-blown, mind-blown, and then I just do I see Charles Wilson, and she brings him on the Michigan sideline, because you see the visitor sideline as you get down to the field first, and then you see all these damn people. Now, listen, we've seen a bunch of people in Ohio State on a regular basis, but it was like 10 phones. So, man, I come back up, I'm nervous as hell. I look to my dad and say, who is this right here? And it was just the wildest thing ever, man. Going into a game, I don't think I've ever seen that many, you know, big-time celebrities um, at a game, at a college game at that. So, man, I was, that was probably my fondest memory, not even winning the game. It was running out the tunnel and seeing all these celebrities and then running back up and telling my dad how nervous I was. And, I mean, Casey, you didn't even Wolverine mention. Slayer. In front of all those people, Beanie, you went for 52 yards to the house, man. That had to feel great. I'm not always incredible. I mean, just knowing, like I said, that I would have a chance to in, have an impact in that game. And my freshman year, I fumbled the ball a ton. And I didn't know that I would necessarily get an opportunity to play a significant role in that game because 
it's important. <laughs> you got a guy to turn the ball over. Hell, normally you don't play in big-time situations, but Trestle uh, had a bunch of confidence in me to be back in that game. And midway through the first quarter, man, I, I get an opportunity to, to take it to the crib. And, I mean, if you watch that play, <laughs> I was actually reviewing it uh, yesterday. And, dude, I, I made a guy miss in the backfield. I just fell into the hole. It was nothing that I did special. <laughs> I spit, I fell into the hole, and I was off to the races. So, Bean, I mean, you know, I mean, you're a guy who – Everybody, I think, in the in the world who remembers that game, who was of age to remember that game, you know, it's not too long ago now, but this will be 12 years uh, removed from that. I mean, everybody remembers that run. You know, I think that you know that's it. When you broke into the house, Ohio State gets to go to the national championship game. Uh, you beat the number two team in the country. You know, I think everybody remembers that. So, you know, looking at the game this week, you've got Mike Weber, who was banged up a little bit last week. He didn't play. Uh, Urban said it was a little bit of a quad knock uh, that he either took in practice or in the Michigan State game. Uh, you got J.K. Dobbins on the other side of the ball, who just toted the rock for 37 times last week. I mean, that guy is a workhorse, uh, and they needed every single yard against Maryland last weekend. Uh, so for you, you know, if, if you're looking at the running backs – getting the running back's perspective on this, how do you prepare yourself to go against the Michigan run defense and just the defense in general that has been that elite all year? I mean, you know it's going to be tough um, for those running backs to get going. And obviously in weeks past, we've had some issues running the football. Um, but the last couple of weeks have been pretty damn good at running the football. So I think it all starts with the mentality up front um, with the offensive line. But as a running back, you know that you're going to get an opportunity in that game and you know how critical running backs have been throughout history of Ohio State-Michigan uh, rivalry. So you, you go back and you analyze that, you take that into consideration. And then if you're a guy like Mike Weber, you're a guy like J.K., you have an opportunity to etch yourself in stone. Yes, you guys have already done great things at Ohio State, but you know playing Michigan is something completely different. That's an opportunity to etch yourself in the, his, in the school's history, not just the school's history, but the rivalry's history forever. Those are the games that are going to be remembered. So I, I think – you, you take a little bit more onus on yourself on, on how you prepare this week, whether it's you know more treatment, uh, more game study, uh, but knowing you're going into a game that is essentially for all the marbles um, and dictates where you guys are going to end up at the end of the year, and, and all the goals are right there right in front of you if you're a running back. I mean, you understand the magnitude of the moment. Benny, I want to ask you about just another running back question and involving Dwayne Haskins. And when you got a quarterback like that who can open up the offense and back the safety safeties off and keep them honest, what does that do for a running back? Does that open up more holes? Does that soften up the box? Just talk about that from kind of an X and O standpoint. When you got a quarterback like Dwayne Haskins who could throw it 80 yards and put it on a dime anywhere when he wants to, what does that do for running backs like yourself? Oh, man. You know, it opens up the lanes tremendously. Um you know, there's no longer going to be that extra guy in the box trying to make you one-dimensional because you can't. I mean, you know you got two guys in the backfield that obviously ran for over 1,000 yards in each of their uh, respective seasons, but Dwayne Haskins and his ability to, like you said, pinpoint guys down the field, stretch the field, and be super accurate uh, and have a lot of velocity on the balls, I mean, that's scary. That's scary for a defensive coordinator. That's scary for a defense. Although Michigan does have an experienced secondary, uh, when you're a running back, I mean, and you got a quarterback like that that can do those crazy things, you just can't wait to get the game because you know there's going to be lanes there. You know there's going to be situations to where you can make a guy miss and then you're off to the races because everybody's so worried and they're dropped maybe five yards back more so than they normally would because of the quarterback that you have. So I mean, it makes things that much better and that much easier as a runner here. So, Bean, when you look at this offensive line, you know I think that uh, – 
they obviously have had some problems. You know, Isaiah Prince uh, is a captain of this team. I particularly thought that, you know, he hasn't played well in a lot of games. He's done enough. You know, Michael Jordan has done enough making a move from center. Uh, we got spoiled with Pat Elfline and Billy Price winning back-to-back Remington Awards. Uh, but when you look at this offensive line, you know, we know that that is just as important as any other position on the football field. Maybe more important because if you don't give Dwayne Haskins pre- uh, any time back there, this Michigan defense is going to lock you down. If you don't have holes that these running backs can go through, this defense is going to lock you down. And so when you've watched Ohio State this year, what do you think the biggest thing that they can improve on heading into this game with everything still in play is for the offensive line? I mean, like you said, we've had a bunch of holes, and I think it's more so been a lack of communication on the offensive line. We're guys are sliding to, um, we're guys are reaching to. I mean, I see a lot of times that we're on the offensive line, guys go up to block, and they don't necessarily know where they're going. And and more than that, I think it's the mentality. I mean, you can go back to the past couple of weeks and see that we've eliminated a lot of the RPO, um, the run pass option. Yeah, we ran a little bit of it last week. Uh, some of the design runs essentially for Dwayne Haskins, which was a plus because he was able to run the ball effectively. Um, but when, when an offensive lineman doesn't know what they're going to do on any given play, your mentality is completely different. And I think with that uh, being diminished a little bit in weeks past, the offensive line was able to come out with a mentality that, you know what, we're going to get a hat on the hat. We're going to try to blow some people off the ball. And I think that's important and critical for offensive linemen to know what they're going to do on every single play and not have that option in their mind because – you know, it's a little bit different of a mentality. I mean, I don't know an offensive lineman that wants to sit back there and pass and take yeah. 73 attempts in a game. Right. I mean, they all would love to get a hat on the hat and blow people off the ball. Beanie, I wanted to ask you about well, we're talking to Beanie Wells, uh, two, 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 you 2007 know All Big know. Ten he first team. He doesn't need it. First, you know, for you the know. people that don't know, we got to show us the love. First round pick, <laughs> 2009 Arizona Cardinals, all that good stuff. You do know who Beanie Wells is. I want to ask you about this Karan Higdon situation and as a player, how that's playing in the locker room. And personally, uh, for a guy like yourself who has obviously been in this rivalry, you know all the trash talks all about. It. I'm sure you guys had your fair share of trash talk on and off the field. Uh, during Michigan week. But in that locker room, do you think that's something that they're using here in Karan Higdon kind of have a soft guarantee that they're going to get the dub on Saturday? No question about it. No question about it. And I think you've seen like Mike Weber and a couple of guys already tweet out about it, uh, the guarantee that he made. I can't even believe Karan Higdon did that. I mean, knowing that he was essentially baited into it by saying your coach made a guarantee so would you? Come on. Don't do anything like that. I mean, there's already so much animosity built up with this rivalry, and the juices are already flowing. I mean, you do not want to throw fuel on the fire. I mean, he just threw gasoline on the fire. I mean, just straight up poured it, straight out the gas station and doused it. Um, that's not something that you want to do. You don't want to uh, wake the sleeping giant. And obviously we know uh, the talent that we do have on the offensive end of Ohio State. I think we can score with anybody in the country. Um, on the defense is where the issues came up. So I don't think you want to do that, though. Uh, and, and this game is too important. you got to have respect. We're, uh, we're going to the, start off the interview with food, <laughs> asking what your first play was for Thanksgiving, and we're going to end the interview with food. So it's been a consistent theme on this podcast for Maddie and I. Whenever we have a guest on, let's pretend that it's snowed out, you're snowed in, all right? You got 20 inches of snow. You only have three snacks to eat during the snowstorm. What snacks are you getting? Three snacks over the course of, I don't know, let's say you're snowed in for two days. You got three snacks to choose. What does Beanie Wells do? So is it like a limited deal with those snacks? No, you can, anything you want. Anything. Anything you want. Oh, man. First things first, 
I'm getting a box of oodles and noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Those are A1. <laughs> Secondly, I'm getting a box of Little Debbie Swiss Rolls. Mm. Oh, man. And then, I mean, you just simply give me some Doritos, and I'm good to go. Okay, right, okay so just some noodles. Little Swiss Rolls and Doritos. That's pretty what good, kind yeah. of Doritos, though? Yep. Oh, spicy cheese. Spicy cheese, Wait, okay. so you like the spicy yeah. cheese, but you don't like what hot sauce. Come on, man. Oh, man, the hot sauce taste is so freaking weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, Bean, let you go. We want to play this real quick. Hands it to Wells, who goes spinning up the middle, gets past the 50 to the 45 to the 40. 30-yard line, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Chris Wells. Chris Wells right down the middle of the field. I mean, that's got to make you good every time you hear that, man. It's a historical call, and then you uh, you stamped your name on history for sure. So, I mean, just hearing that, man, it makes us feel good. I know it's got to make you feel good as well because that play is forever going to re- be remembered in the rivalry for sure. Uh, no doubt about it, man. Classic. I got to ask Q, was the one in the hell did he start calling me Chris? For sure. Hey, Benny, we know you're doing some stuff in the media. You got your own podcast. Go let them know where people can find you on Twitter and all that good stuff, and uh, we'll direct them there when we get done with the pod. Uh, certainly, but at Benny Wells 26, and the podcast is on SoundCloud and iTunes. Benny and the Boom. All right, for sure, man. Hey, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, – I'm sure you'll be down there on Saturday. You'll be on the pregame show and all that good stuff. So thanks for hopping on with us, man. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, man. All right, no problem, you guys too. All right, See you, man. Bean. Happy Thanksgiving, friend. Thanks. All right, it's Beanie Wells there. You guys know him. We got to take a quick break here. We'll come back. But I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month to get ESPN, Pac-12, SCC, and more. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back here in a second. Play some player sound. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, who do you want to hear from? I got Draymond, I got Demetrius Knox, Terry McLaurin, and Tough. Who do you want? Give me Draymond Jones. All right, we got some Draymond Jones here. Uh, and here's Draymond talking about the team having to uh, finish plays more and work on that on those missed tackles. We just got to just find a way to just get guys down. We have a, I think our biggest issue this year is that we've been in the right positions, but we don't make the tackles. So we just got to be focused on just finishing plays. It's absolutely something you and I talked about yesterday. Of course. And on Monday, look, Urban addressed it at his press conference because it was such a glaring thing uh, against Maryland where they could not get guys down. And you're talking about a beast of a running back in Higdon this week with the weapons on the outside. I have to imagine they're going to want to get DPJ and Tariq Black in space and really get those guys the ball quickly because of what they saw on film last week against Maryland. Now, I don't think that's going to be a huge concern for me. It's just going to be uh, the gap assignment and all of that stuff, not getting out of place because with Michigan now, they got a complete offense beam. I know they looked a little shaky against Indiana, but you got to respect what they can do, not only on the ground, but in the quick passing game with the weapons that they have on the outside. Of course you do. I mean, this is, I think, it's so weird, Maddie, because you go into this game, uh, we've talked about how anything can happen, right? Anything can happen in this game. But I think there are really two key areas for Ohio State that is concerning for Ohio State fans. Uh, I think it's I think one is the offensive line going up against that defensive front, and I 100%. think the second I think the second one is just the totality of the defense. Yeah, I think all it's of just, it, right. I think it's all of the defense. Now, listen, if these guys click, and all of a sudden you see a mesh of things, then anything can happen. But if you play 
the way that you played against Purdue. You play the way that you get played against Maryland. You play the way you played against uh, Minnesota. Nebraska Penn for the State, first half. Nebraska, anything. Yes. Anything like that. You get a shadow of this game where it's a slow start. All of a sudden, Karan Higdon busts one for 60, 50 yards down the sideline. Yeah. You get a Shea Patterson touchdown pass right. to Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black, something like that. Yeah. This is going to be tough right from the get-go. No doubt. Ohio State needs to set the tempo. When is the last time that we've seen an Ohio State player, and I said this last week too, when is the last time that we've seen a linebacker or defensive lineman or safety cornerback literally just come up and put their face mask into someone's chest and just knock them down, man? This is the kind of game you need a hard-hitting game. I know that it's this defense has kind of turned into a finesse defense, but listen, when when it gets going tough, man, you need to stick your nose down and hit someone. The last big hit I remember when you brought that up to me was the Denzel War hit against Maryland last year where he got kicked out of the game. And you didn't invite me? Hurt my Feelings. Which they will be calling the game this week again. Gus yeah. Johnson, Joel Klatt, we love them. Those guys do a great job. But no, that's the first thing that brought to my mind, was brought yeah. to my mind. And you bring up that word finesse, and that that's painful when you hear that, especially where you talk about a defense sure, because then being your mind a finesse goes to defense. Being soft. Exactly. And that's yeah. the one thing as a player that you know, Beam, that you hate hearing yeah. associated with yourself in any sport, especially in the game of football, where it's as physical uh, as, as physical can get in any sport in general. Uh, no, you can't hear that, but that's... We're just being real. I mean, that's just what we've seen now mm-hmm. for a large portion of the entire season, actually, is that this defense has not been able to step up in key moments and really lock things down. Here's Draymond Jones talking about being an underdog uh, to that team up north. That and the fact that we're playing them. I mean, this is this is the game. This is not any ordinary game, even though we say it is. But the truth behind it is, is like this is the game of the year. This is another playoff game. I mean, we got to go out there and perform. They have to, right? They absolutely have to go out there and play their best game. But my thing is, you got to have some respect for what Michigan does X and O wise, right? I understand all the emotional stuff. I understand the psychological stuff. I understand that's a real thing. But also, you have to be real about what we've been seeing on tape all year long from Michigan. And that's been a really, really good football team, right? The only team that they lost to was Notre Dame. Yeah. Remember, Not, I don't even think they've been good, Maddie. I think they've been great. And they've been, a, and I think that's yeah. fair to say, right? And you remember that game B. Martellus, the starting safety goes out, the backup safety gets a touchdown, took over top of his head in that game. Who knows how that goes if you got one of your starting defense and back there. That's neither here nor there. But right now, I think where I'm at with this team is I understand that the rivalry is a real thing. I understand that you can throw the records phrase out the window. For me, I'm not doing that this week because of what we just talked about with Michigan, what I've seen all year long from Ohio State on defense. It has just been too inconsistent for me to sit here today and say, well, I'm going to flush all that down the toilet and flush what I saw against Maryland down the toilet when I know a great team's coming in here who's got a national championship to play for. Their edge is going to be much sharper than Ohio State's. Let's face it, because they have more to play for right now than Ohio State does. So no, I know people are going to rely on that, that the history shows that you can just throw the records out the window with all the emotional stuff. I can't get there. I'm looking at this from an X and O standpoint and what I've seen all year long from both teams. And right now, Michigan is the better football team. You don't even want to talk about, you know, just X's and O's. Like when you just look at emotions, Maddie, uh, you see a team in Michigan who is coming into the horseshoe. Uh, the past, you know, however however many years it's been since I don't even know how long it's been since Ohio State last lost to Michigan. What was it, 2011, 2012, something like that? Yeah, I mean, it would have been Luke Fickle because yeah, uh, Urban has, seven Urban years, has yes. never has never lost nope. to Michigan. 
And so you look at this team and Ohio State, who has been rolling, even when Michigan has had the better team, uh, Ohio State has always has always been, uh, you know, has been dominating this game for so long. And so you look at a guy like Jim Harbaugh, like that's got to keep him up at night. No you doubt. look at these players, that's got to keep them up at night. Of course they it does. come into your house. As the favorites, yep. where they've only won two games in this century. All right, <laughs> they've won two games this century Amazing. against Ohio State. Incredible. They have a college football playoff berth on the line. Ohio State does. Michigan does. Everybody does in yeah. this game. It's rivalry week. Yeah. It's amazing. And I'm with you that Michigan is going to be licking their no doubt. chops. Licking their here. chops. And they have so much to play for. And they're just going to come in here with a ridiculous edge. And I'm not saying Ohio State's going to lay down. I know Ohio State's going to no. be ready to go. Yep. It's just going to come down to a point to where when the emotional stuff wears off and you get to that line of scrimmage and you got to move your guy around, who's going to be the better football player? And sure. right now, from what we've seen, Beam, it's if I had to pick it today, I think I got to roll with Michigan if I'm being real with myself, right? Yeah. I understand where we're at. I understand this is a Buckeye podcast, but we like to break down break down games honestly. And the way I'm looking at it right now on a two Wednesday is I wouldn't feel too good about picking the Buckeyes. One more here from Jeremiah Jones before Beam lets you know about Sling TV. Here he is talking about what he's seen uh, from Michigan's offense. I see a very huge O-line who plays aggressive. They're not looking to, to finish us, but they're looking to get us out of position so they can open up holes for that back. So you got to just be stout in the run, be super disciplined, even more disciplined than last week. So, look, this is a, the game where Draymond Jones needs to show why he came back. Draymond, Bob Landers. All of these guys, all the these, veteran yeah. guys up front, they need to win the battle up front, and Chase Young needs to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I haven't been able to handle the load the way Nick Bosa was individually, but I'm still going to be a really good player. And I know that he's going to be a good player in the future, but this is a game to where he can really put a stamp on the season and say, you know what, I got a lot left in the tank. When I come back next year, you're going to have to consider me as one of the top 10 picks in the NFL draft. Of course, and I think, you know, we've talked about it. There's been no one whose uh, draft stock has risen as much as Draymond Jones. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, and also another interesting thing, Maddie. I know we talked about this with Trace McSorley, and I know we talked about it, uh, the kid from TCU. Robinson, yeah. yeah, we talked about that. What is uh, Tate Martell doing in practice this week? Because I would imagine, like, you look at him and Shea Patterson. He's a little Shea this week. almost like carbon copies of each other. Yep. And so if Tate Martell is running these packages and getting out there and saying, all right, I'm going to do my best to be Shea Patterson. And if Ohio State gets an entire week of looking at Tate Martell running a scout team quarterback, it's, no point, it's going to be huge. And so this defense knows what they're getting into. Yeah. This offense knows what you're getting into. Right. Both fan bases do, man. You come at noon on Saturday, mm-hmm. it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And, and, and that's what we love about this game. You know it. You know it. No doubt about it. Let them know about Sling TV. We'll come back and uh, react to the college football player for a couple minutes and get out of here. Yeah, Matt, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to, for you to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term content, contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so we had another batch of college football playoff rankings come out last night about 7 o'clock. And uh, look, it's Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma. That's your top six. Uh, you got LSU still hanging out there with two losses. Now, I think, Beam, 
this is the the ceiling for LSU, right? I, I can't imagine them being able to move up any more than where they're at right now. Uh, they're followed up by Washington State. Now, the interesting thing that came out yesterday, if you're a Buckeye fan, was that the UCF Knights did jump Ohio State at 9. Ohio State sits there at 10. Um, so, look, the more I look at this beam, and if you lose on Saturday, I, I just think you're looking at a Rose Bowl appearance, right? And for the team that we've seen this year, I think that would be justified, right? Because of, I don't, they're not ready to play Alabama and Clemson this year. They're, they're just not. No. They're, they're just not. So, and even if they do win the Big Ten championship game, let's say you squeak out a win against Michigan, how much love are you going to get from beating a 7-4 Northwestern team know. in Indy? I don't know. Unless it's like major style points, I don't know. It would have to be the Wisconsin Big Ten championship game, 59 nothing from need, a couple years well, ago. you need Oklahoma to lose. You would need Oklahoma to lose, yeah. no doubt about it. But I, just my point is, I, I just I'm I don't think the college football playoffs happening this year, even with two wins the next two weeks, or you know I I just don't see that uh, coming at all. So no. I think what's going to happen is I think they're going to end up in the Rose Bowl. But the interesting thing is being that a 10-0 and team did uh, jump Ohio State yesterday. UCF's in at 9. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, obviously, Ohio State still has everything left to play for in of this course. season. Uh, you beat Michigan. You beat the number four team in the college football playoff. Then I think that's going to you know probably pop some eyeballs out of, of heads. Uh, and then it all comes down to the last week of the year. But, yeah, I mean, you have to think that Ohio State has done nothing but – you know, win games, and they've been jumped for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so, and, and with the way shaky. they with the way they've looked, I mean, how can you blame them, right? Especially when you talk about the Maryland, I mean, excuse me, the Purdue, um, that loss in the way Purdue has it's just, looked, it's it's crippling. It is, and it's the same thing with Iowa last year. It's you exact know, same. You thing, don't lose man. that game by that many points. Nope. Then maybe we're having a different discussion, but you got blown out by twenty nine points. That's no just doubt the way about it. it. Is all right. We're out of here. Um, real quick, Beam, give me your first plate. Uh, first plate for me. Uh, a little green bean casserole. I know that's your favorite, Maddie. No, come on. Light turkey, dark meat. I don't like the I don't like the white breast CM, meat. Okay. Give me the give me the dark meat. Yep. Uh, I'll go with a little bit of stuffing, a little bit of dumplings. Okay. Uh, and probably some cornbread. That's my first plate. My first plate. And sweet potatoes. Oh, I love that. My first plate is definitely going to be some white breast turkey, mm-hmm. stuffing. 50% mac and cheese. That's going to take a up half the plate. even mound of mac and cheese. I'll probably have some greens or green beans, couple rolls, and a nice glass of sweet tea, and it's going to be red hot hot sauce all over my plate, Love unlike Chris, Chris Beanie Wells. Beanie, thanks for coming on. We'll be back on Friday. Happy Everybody, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have a nice breakdown for you of the game. We'll be back then. See you.